welcome to a brand new episode of We Call It Soccer, a podcast with two United fans. I'm Caleb, as always, alongside my co-host, Sasha um, Spartak Moscow. <laughs> More prepared than I am this week, I just realized <laughs> our, our spiel. Uh, I'll go with uh, Caleb Isak. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gotta give the respect out. Uh, yeah, man. he scored in his game in Sweden, uh, game for Sweden and Spain. We'll talk about it later yeah. in our World Cup qualifiers section. But yeah, man, how, how have you been? You know what? Good. I think, and I hope I hope to God I'm not jinxing else like I do always on this podcast. <laughs> that fall is here, and I love fall. Um, you know, hot girl summer can go die with COVID. <laughs> it's all about, I like. Yeah, it's all about flannel boy fall. It is. I like. I like. You know, I like lumberjack fall. I like leaves. I love pumpkins. I love cool weather. I like cool weather. I love. I love hoodie weather. Love hoodie weather. I love wearing flannels. Mm-hmm. I love having Oktoberfest beer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just warms warms the cockles of my heart. Yeah, I, I love hot cider, whether it's hard cider or not. You know, just all those things. Mm-hmm. It just warms you up, and you can't yeah. have hot cider in the summer, otherwise you're a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> and that's wrong. Um, yes. I, I do have a question for you this week. Um, not pretending to, to soccer whatsoever. Yeah. I've been trying to find some new music and listen to a bunch of stuff, and yeah. there are a lot of weird band names out there, and I want to ask you, what's the worst band name you've seen? Because I have a couple. Oh, man. Also, okay, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I remember hearing this name for the first time and thinking this was a horrible name. This is a, this is a throwback. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> that feels like cheating, but you're absolutely right. And their record was it Hot Dog Flavored Water and Chocolate Starfish or the other way around. Uh... Yeah, just it, it was cringy when I heard it. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. Google the meaning behind that if you don't know. We're not going to say that in this podcast. This is this is a family show. Yes. Um, kind of in that vein, I, I really do like this uh, punk band called uh, Hot Mulligan, which just <laughs> sounds real bad. Like, I don't know what that means, but it... I, it's got to be in the same vein as Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> I was thinking something like... Isn't it really gross for a second? So fast forward, hit that fast forward button if you don't want to hear it. But like, yeah. throwing it up and like eating it again, like hot mulligan. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're they're really good band. You should check them out sometime. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm really down into uh, dance, Gavin dance, which is just not a bad name, just a weird one. My friend Gavin absolutely hates that name. <laughs> Like he does, uh, and he like he is a like he's like you a big music aficionado. He goes to a lot of concerts, and he's really suffering right now, uh, because of of world circumstances. But yeah, mm-hmm. he absolutely he he does not despise the music. He hates the name. Yeah, really good music. I really <laughs> yeah. enjoy it at least. But just just a weird name. I don't understand yeah. where he's coming from. Yeah. Um. Let's move on to the true MLS rivalry week. Yes. Screw Kansas City. We don't care about them. It's all about the Dylan Wolpers derby. It is. Down in Houston, down in Texas, Loons 2, Houston 1. Didn't start out great for the Loons, though. Giving up a goal, the fastest goal this season, like 37, Mm -hmm. 36 seconds to Houston. They're, I think, uh, one of the fastest goals of all time. 
Yeah. And this goal doesn't happen if... and I'm not assigning blame to uh, Metinair. If he hadn't taken the ball up the field, and then he, he moves to the center where he loses possession, and uh, then it gets it picked up and it goes straight up the middle for Houston. Um, if if Metinair's back in his regular position, he stops this goal happening. Mm-hmm. 100%. But instead, we had Boxall there, and not Boxall didn't really do much to get in the way. Like it's just a clear shot. It's it's a it's a quite an easy shot to power up and do. Yeah, plenty of time yeah. for the Houston defender or attacker to yeah. kind of place a shot. It does does deflect in off of Brent Coleman, who mm-hmm. kind of half heartedly deflected it, but basically Ron Foots, Tyler Miller going in and like I I hadn't even sat down yet. It was like the notification, <laughs> hey, turned off. Notification like a second later, hey, we're down one nothing. Like is this a, is this a glitch? Are, are we wrong? Is this a glitch? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but we've been saying it for how many weeks now? Adrian Hanu will come good at some point. Yes. And who knew it was this week? Yeah. Uh, a brace. When we. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'll say yeah. We when we desperately needed it. Uh, he he came through, and uh, despite the first half looking really dismal, the fact that we walk away with three points and him ending his his dry sp- like. His desert streak, a dry spell. Yeah, sorry, dry spell. like, yeah, it's it's the win, yeah. and that that actually pulled that kind of pulled me back from the brink because like as soon as that early goal came in, I was just like, fuck, do I need to get the good whiskey like, <laughs> <laughs> or the bad whiskey? <laughs> the bad whiskey, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think two ball taken goals. I mean, obviously the first one pretty easy off a free kick. Um, mm-hmm. the balls lifted into the air from by a uh, will trap. On duty because Ray was out, kind of then shot across goal by Ethan Finley to wide open. Uno had open net, easy goal. Second goal, a little more still to it. Um, Fernando Adi, who signed before the game last week, and we mentioned him training, he's officially a member of the Loons. Um, it's good subbed on, set in half, and some good hold up play. I we kind of joked about yeah. hold up play with. With uh, Adrian and his strikers, because he always yeah. is looking for that, and all the, start- all the strikers he brought in to be good hold up, good at hold up play have have not been that. So maybe he's finally found his one. But yeah. holds the ball up of a long throw, throw from Roman, back heels it to a Ethan, rushing Ethan Finley. Mm-hmm. Ethan just is a second assist of the game, even though he looks extremely <laughs> extremely clumsy doing it. He like yeah. almost falls over, and then yeah. uh, Uno just slots it past the, the goalkeeper. And well taken goal ball worked. Good team goal. Good awareness by Adi and also Roman to get that play started and move that ball along. Um, yeah. I'm glad if Ethan can borrow. Yeah, I'm glad Ethan kept his footing on the pass because yeah. it looked real real awkward. But and. Loons were very extremely short-handed up front, and two goals and a win. So can't complain too much there. Yeah, uh, if we can borrow a hockey term, because you mentioned that Ethan Finley got his second assist of the game. Uh, Fernando Adi got the hockey second assist of the yeah. for that goal, and that 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 back heel. You know what? We subbed him on in the 59th minute, which is something we've never done, <laughs> right? That's way like, too early. Was he injured? Right? No, he wasn't. Why is he right? on so and, early? And look at that. we make a fresh sub and it leads to a goal. Like he was directly involved in that play as you, as you as you described it, and uh, it was beautiful. It come, you know it, it really the first half was dismal and not inspiring. Second half, I don't I don't know if the the there was a pep talk in the locker room where 
Heath was just left out of it and somebody else like took the reins and said, hey guys, like we can actually beat this team because we've already done it this year and we're a better team than them. And instead of playing counterattack football and letting them possess it, we should be possessing and forcing them to counterattack. And thankfully, you know, Rudy and Picot did not have the best best of days because they did get some shots off just as many as us and they just you know Tyler Miller either came up with a big save or they were weren't on frame um some good saves from Tyler Miller yeah. and do you think yeah. think Heath will learn his lesson at all putting something <laughs> earlier in the game or we forget this ever happened with goldfish I, I'm pretty sure every time like he makes a proper choice like a, a good sub uh he has a mental uh, blank, like right, it just gets erased from his mind that next <laughs> night. So no, I don't think it's going to be a a recurring trend. And <laughs> I suppose it doesn't help that the loons have this week off, so there's even more time between last game and the next game. So he's like, yeah, going to, into the game, like look at Adi, like who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> I don't know. Ardello, get out there. Yep. <laughs> um. So the loss to. Dallas, see two draws and this win. We should have done five points out of a possible 12. Um, yeah. Sasha, take us through the next month preview, a, yeah. a tough September. Yes, we got a very brutal September coming in, and it starts right after the international break. We have Seattle Sounders. Um, we have to play Seattle Sounders, you know, in Seattle. Uh, then we have four days to turn over and face SKC. So there's two top teams in the in the West. Um, and we got, I think we got kind of lucky with our draw against them last time. Um, and they just got their own draw. We'll talk about later. Uh, then we face LA galaxy, a third, another one of the top teams in the West. So it's like three games in a row. And we only have three games between that and SKC, like three days, sorry, between SKC and LA galaxy. So it's boom, 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 boom. And then we got another Dylan Walper's birthday, you know, it's going to be a tough, tough month. (laughs) And out of potential 12 points, I can see us getting six or seven. I could see us getting zero too, but I don't see us getting all 12 unless, I don't know, <laughs> the craziest streak of luck happens. Well, we've never beaten Seattle. Oh, we did beat them this year. We, we, we ended their, we ended their, oh, yeah, their 13 right. game winning streak. I was that's at, right. I was at that game. I should know that. Yep. Um, <laughs> but still, it's, it's very rare that we beat Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we didn't really look good. Even after Ten City was on ten men in that game this year, we looked kind of toothless against the Galaxy. Yep. So three points, maybe four <laughs> points. I think we can get maybe just snatch a draw there. Um, I mean that win against Seattle was at home. That uh, draw against Ten City is also at home. Yeah. It's gonna be tough on the road, and. Yeah. I don't know, man. That Houston game might be kind of desperate at that point for the 28th Dylan Wolpers derby <laughs> this right. year, it feels yeah. like. Um, uh, yeah, you, you, it's, you have it will be more than five. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for seven, and this is where my hope comes from. Uh, it's international break. We have a chance for rested players to come back. Mm-hmm. When we are on our A game, we can take it to any team, including the Colorado Rapids and the Seattle Sounders and the SKCs in this league. We can. I honestly believe that. But if we're missing bodies or if people aren't properly rested, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's looking like three <clears throat> points. You're absolutely right. And only yeah. two players on international duty this this window with mm-hmm. uh, Roman and Yuta Rotala off on international duty for Madagascar and Finland, respectively. Um, yeah. Robin Lude, more time here in Minnesota to recover from his injury, which is good for the Loons. Um, we mentioned during the last game recap that a lot of injuries going forward. This yeah. week off here helps us immensely getting those guys back healthy. Um, I don't know if we'll see Lude or Reynoso, but we'll probably see Franco at some point. Probably in our next game. He's going to be close to coming back for the Houston game, but didn't make the trip. So, yeah. Um, and hopefully Unu can yeah. carry on from this performance, or maybe he needs a second striker like Adi next to him. And he can... And hopefully Adrian realizes that and we can <laughs> uh, move on from there. Yeah. And then I'll add before we move to the MLS... Uh, I will just say uh, shout out to Jacory Hayes who started this game. One of the predictions we got right. We're going to be moving into another prediction we got right here. Um, but yeah, uh, he he played a good game. I think um, he's not Reynoso. He has a different play style, but he got it done. Um, and him and Alaz- Alonzo, Wiltrap, Hassani Dotson, all of them showed a lot of like intensity and team chemistry second half, and I love to see it. Some quick MLS news: the coaching carousel is heating up. Uh, Mark DeSantos fired from Vancouver after losing to Pacific FC, Canadian Premier League team in the Canadian Cup. In MLS, they were, I think, two wins and three draws in their last game, last five games. So, little took on the trigger in my opinion, but yeah. I mean, it's it's been what three years and they haven't really gotten any better. Yeah. Um, now to RSL. Yeah, uh, the coach who I predicted. Well, I didn't predict, but said I would have liked to come to Minnesota. Freddie Juarez, former Minnesota Thunder, has stepped down uh, from RSL. He wasn't fired. He left, which, honestly, I think he he left at the right time. He's filling the position of assistant coach at Seattle Sounders, um, filling the hole made by Gonzo Pineda, who left to become the head coach at Atlanta United. Um, that's actually kind of a surprise, but I th- it reaffirms my belief that Freddie Juarez is a very good assistant coach. Right, and that's probably the role he feels more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I also feel like a lot of the failures at RSL are not on him; it's on the structure of the organization right now as a whole. Not across just the MLS team, but like their whole brand has been having issues. So, I think he's getting out at a good time and going to a little more secure spot. Yeah, they they had a the whole thing with Deloy Hansen and mm-hmm. the sale of the team, and it just doesn't seem very stable there right now. Um, I don't know how many years Brian Schmetzer has left in him, but Freddie Juarez is going to learn from the most history teacher, math teacher, accountant looking guy in MLS, and that can only be a good thing. I'm replacing him, in, at least in the interim, is former Rapids coach Pablo Masteroni. Um, yeah, he was hired as the academy coach I think last year. And maybe maybe Juarez saw the writing on the wall. It's like, he's probably going to replace me this season, so I might as well just move on and out of here and control my own destiny. Yeah. Uh, let's let's take it over to the MLS games. Um, I'm gonna just not cover every game, just the ones that I think are are most pertinent. Uh, in regards to Minnesota, first one being Seattle Sounders zero, Portland two. Seattle Sounders lost at home, which is big considering they're our next rival. Yes, we all get time to rest, but 
Sounders kind of put out their A team here and did not get a win over a team they had previously gotten a big win over. Um, this is this is pretty encouraging. Um, Blanco and Mora both showing good form and scoring in the second half. Um, I don't think this is. I don't think this is a, like a rebound for Giovanni Savarisi. Like I don't think this will be enough to start getting you know win after win for them on on the road. But mm-hmm. yeah, this. As much as I am a Sounders fan, this gives me a lot of hope for Minnesota as a Minnesota fan. Uh, the next game, you have a little bit of a story yeah, for. Yeah. Uh, Austin 3, <laughs> Dallas 5. So I turned. I was watching the game before dinner, or I was making dinner or something like that, and it was 1-1, whatever. We go to watch something else. I don't remember what it was, if it was like a, a, a special or a movie or something. It was just something short. I think it was Ted Lasso. Watch last week's Ted Lasso. Turn the game back on, and then suddenly it's 5-3. What the hell just happened? <laughs> and turns out some very first-year defending happened for Austin FC. Like I, I was watching that the like, highlights. I'm like, oh, I've seen that before. <laughs> yep. Is Vadim Demidov on the Austin? <laughs> Did Calvo to transfer there when I wasn't looking? No. Oh, it was just really bad. Uh, the goalkeeper just—I think he passed it straight to a Dallas player. Yep, for one of the goals, it's mm-hmm. just some rough stuff. Um, yeah. and like the scoreline actually flatters Austin a little bit because yeah. it was for—I think it was five-one—and Dallas kind of turned off. Austin scored two and like touched it, and the, they were in Austin. And everyone's like, "Yeah, we can pull it off," and then nothing else happened the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, the left back for Austin FC, uh, Zan Kolomanich, Kolomasic, I can't say that right. He got a great assist, switching the pitch over to Cascante. He got a like clean header. No way the keeper stopping it. But I feel like that play gave all of Austin false hope because <laughs> as the left back, your primary job is to defend. Man, you can play out of the back all you want and get an assist, but if you don't cover Obrian and you let him literally run away from you and you're like playing catch up and he's just like oh i got time for days like pepe and uh ferrera are just running around the box looking for a ball like you you're not doing your job <laughs> so yeah it was it was a pretty comical defending yes that it was absolutely yeah, yeah. um skc yeah. won Colorado rapids also won john russell yeah. and jonathan lewis which was each with a goal um you just put in here future playoff matchup and i think so yeah i think you're right mm-hmm. be fun to watch for sure yeah um the playoff matchup that mls w- always would want just for the you know the ratings el trafico happened this week and it was an exciting el trafico uh <laughs> i root for lafc and el, el traficos I-, I will admit this I-, I i always have despised la galaxy and then after meeting some of the lafc fans at blackheart uh, a couple years ago this they, they, they found a little place in my heart, uh, except for when we faced them. <laughs> um, but there were two braces in this game, uh, one on each side. Uh, Deanne jo- Jovalich got a brace for LA Galaxy, and then Brian Rodriguez got a brace for LAFC. His first goal, he dribbles past three LA Galaxy players and then from a very tight angle just shoots it into the top of the net. It, it won, just beautiful. It won MLS yeah. goal of the week, and rightfully mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah. And actually, was it? 
Let's see. Um, I think it was his first ever goal for LAFC. One of the first ever goals for his. Okay. He was on loan a while ago for the second division Spanish club, and they're like over to ride in the Selum. And I think it was like one of his first ever goals. I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna do a real quick here, so don't mind me. Um, yeah. But honestly, wonderful skill by him to step past all of those defenders, and I'm vamping. And yeah, I I'm mean, to... when we. Yeah, I can fill this. Okay. When when you see the scoreline, the names you expect to see are Rossi and Vela, and those weren't the names on the scoreboard. Like the 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 plays came from Sefuentes and Palacios as a defender got an assist for he took a shot and the rebound landed at Brian Rodriguez's feet, who put it away for his second goal. That was it's interesting to see goals come from different places in LFC, which makes me think they might come out as the better team at the end of the year. Okay, so it was his third and fourth goal ever for LAFC. Nice. He spent some time this spring on loan at Almera in the Segunda Division. He had 16 appearances and zero goals in Spain. Um, yeah, not great there, but maybe you can build on this and actually make a move overseas. Yeah. Um, yeah. This next game didn't happen. There's the Florida Derby, yeah. Miami versus Orlando City, nil nil. No one happens. Nothing happens. Um, Atlanta lost, which is great. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Two nil to Nashville, Smashville as I like to call them, and <laughs> in, in Nashville and really nowhere else. But I always love to see Atlanta lose, especially lose at home. Uh, Joseph Martinez missed, like or hit a, the post and went out for a goal kick and then ripped like his jersey like down to like his nipples which I thought was <laughs> weird a weird thing to do after missing a goal and it, I don't know man like get some stronger jerseys or don't do that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> like he literally ripped it from the neck down to his nipples and was like, ah, I'm so mad. I'm like, are you mad or are you just trying to like show off a little bit? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be showing nipples off on the soccer pitch, your last name has to be Lude. <laughs> <laughs> that <is> horror, horror. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Robin Lude, please don't. We don't need to see it, bro. Like, I, I, I like his goal celebration currently with the archer, the Robin Hood. Very nice. I do like the wordplay you just did. It took me a, mo- a second, but I got it. it was, that was nice. Thank you. Um, the hell is real, Darby? Was looking really nice for Cincinnati, up two to one. Yep, they were having a lot of fun. And then, oh, what was his name? Miguel's I forget his last name, but scored two like the rebounds <laughs> off of Tenth Vermeer's flopping body because he couldn't hold a rebound to save his his goddamn life during that game and just. Bundles two goals in in like three minutes to get the win yep. for the Columbus Crew. And, I mean, Kenneth Amir should go to Austin. He'd be perked for the defense. They'd give up seven goals a game. It'd be hilarious. Um, Not not all great news. Oh, Miguel Berry. I remember his name. Miguel Berry. Yep. Former yep. San Diego Loyal player. Mm-hmm. Um, Columbus Crew, some bad news coming out of, out of that camp. Uh, Kevin Molina will be out for the year. Uh, Torres ACL again or meniscus. Um, yep. 
out nine to twelve months. Um, wishing some speedy uh, speedy recovery to the hot boy, uh, one of our favorites here for a long time in Minnesota. So I hope you did well soon, Kevin, and I hope Reynoso debuted this podcast before you left this off season. So <laughs> moving on to World Cup qualifying, the Hex. Yeah, but it's now the Ocho. At least that's what I'm, it's not the Octagon. It's the Ocho, guys. The Octagon uh-huh. might be like <laughs> copyrighted by the by UFC. Yeah, you're right. You're be. right. Um, I think they'll, they'll 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 figure out how to say octagon in Spanish, and that's what MLS will call it. I mean, we've said it three we said it three times now, and we probably didn't get sued by Dana White. <laughs> if he ever hears this, which he won't, hopefully. Don't don't uh, send this to him. You don't don't just don't. I know I know. Don't do us a solid. Don't send this to Dana White. Okay, anyway. For some reason, I don't think he's cultured enough to be listening to soccer podcasts. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, now shit. he's gonna sue us and beat Sasha up. <laughs> <laughs> that dude i'm pretty sure i can get can like give him a, a cardiac or give him a heart attack around the ring before he lands a punch on me all right anyway should, should i like message <laughs> one of the paul brothers who did not did this on a card oh no. god fuck, i don't want to be you know what i retract my statement just because i don't want to be associated with any of the garbage in that that part of the world yeah we'll have our own boxing event <laughs> blackjack and hookers <laughs> God. I'm not that kind of Russian, guys. I'm the poor <laughs> Russian. Anyway, World Cup qualifying. Yes. <laughs> we like to go off on tangents it's, here. It's so much but... fun, honestly. It's one of my favorite things is just going off the rails. It really is. My talk is great. I was talking about soccer, but like also the tangents is what I live for. <laughs> we were described Someone... once by uh, Colin Solberg as... Um, Listening to your friends at the bar talking about soccer, and this is how it would go. We would we talk about soccer, yeah, we would, but the whole time, absolutely not. We would talk about botching events with awful YouTube celebrities that you wanted it punched in the face so fat, but he's still just winning. But oh well. Um, moving on. U.S. Men's National Team nil, El Salvador nil. Stadium was held in El Salvador. Um, Lineup not our strongest. Pulisic still out, um, yeah. training on his own, but still, but in camp. Um, Josh Sargent started up top. Uh, Tim Ream and Miles Robinson as the center backs. Um, I honestly thought our defense had played pretty well. Um, so for Serginho Dest, who I'm not sure knows how to play defense, which is insane because he's in like one of the best leagues in the world. Um, but honestly, Matt Turner didn't have much to do. Going forward, it was a little choppy. And my first question about this game is, are we sure Josh Sargent is is good? You know, I'm wondering if that's the question Berhalter is asking himself. Uh, I think I said it last week, maybe I didn't, but this I honestly feels like him saying, I'm giving you a shot to prove that you belong here. And if... If this is the only game he's going to have an opportunity to do, and he probably won't. He probably has several. I don't see him going with us to the World Cup. We have a deep pool of players we can take with us. Josh Sargent needs to start scoring goals. And if he isn't, I don't think he's good. Okay, so if you're Greg Berhalter, you're Triple G, you're Guy's Grocery Dance. Yes. Yes. Who do you have at striker going to the World Cup? I'll I'll take Zardes. He uh, He is a man in the middle. It's Whoa. you know he's he, I know it I know it's weird to say but like and he might I think he's injured right now too because he wasn't in the yeah he wasn't in the Columbus group yeah but why not 
I, I'll take him. I'll take I'll take DK. I'll, who else could I take? Uh, Jordan Pifak. Yeah. Um, who plays for BSC Young Boys in Switzerland. And I heard a stat when I was watching the game last night. He either has 10 goals in six games for them so far or six goals in 10 games. Either way, that's pretty good. Um, they're in the Champions League this year as well. They made yep. the group stages. So if you didn't watch any of his games, do so. He's a pretty big cog in their machine at BSC Young Boys. Um, Tim Weah, if he's healthy, um, he's also back in Lille rehabbing. Um Matthew Hopp, too. Matthew like, Hopp. Who, who, here's the thing. In regards to young boys, even if you're scoring goals in a lower league, that's better than finding no goals in any league. Like, <laughs> right. Josh Sargent isn't isn't scoring internationally. He wasn't scoring in the Bundesliga. In like, he's not scoring in EPL, which you know, obviously you give a player time, but still, I'm not watching him. I'm not I'm not excited to see him in the lineup. Which it probably doesn't help that both at Werder Bremen and at Norwich, he's playing on the wing. So he's coming into camp. And he has to kind of like readjust to playing a starter again. Now I don't know if he'll be playing at on the wing forever at Norwich, but he 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 is best through the middle. He's not trying to hold up play; more of a fox in the box kind of poacher attitude for him. And he needs to he needs to call Adrian anew and be like, "Hey man, <laughs> what did you do? Did you like?" Did you like uh, buy some like lucky, uh, lucky rabbit's foot? Did you like pour ragu into your socks before bed every night? What did you do? Did you not change your underwear for three months? What did you do? How'd you get through this? And but next game is against Canada at home this time. I think Jordan Pifot should should uh, should start. He came on for a sergeant and played pretty well. Brought a spark to the offense that was missing most of the game. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what I would do. And once he came on, we had our best chance. Telling Acosta um, at the far post on our cross, I think by Reyna, or might have been, I don't know, but header, header over the bar, so just barely over the bar. So um, Darwin Serran and Alex Rodon, we should mention, very good names for El Salvador. This was, the I think, no, don't one do of the first times, me. if not the first time, uh, Christian Rodon and Alex Rodon played against each other because in their club teams, they're both on Seattle. Um, yep. There was a moment they, where they were battling, and Christian apparently fouled Alex Rodon. He went down in a heap, and Christian was none too pleased. Yeah. They uh, they traded jerseys after the match, so I, I think you know no love lost between brothers. But like when they're on the pitch, it's it they lose they forget they're related, yeah. or maybe they remember they're related, <laughs> yeah. and like and they're like it's revenge time. <laughs> that was my Power Rangers toy. And just like, <laughs> go sliding in like. <laughs> well, you're the one who broke the cartridge on the N64. Yeah. <laughs> and his team at the team's like, all right, Christian, love the intensity, but yeah, maybe just tone it down a little bit. A it's little just bit. a toy. It wasn't just a toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. On, on the field, they're, they're the Dowager brothers. Um, either the ones in Melons or the ones from Oasis, they, they all hate each other. <laughs> but off the field, they're they're the Roldans again. Yeah. Um, but against Canada, who tied Honduras one to one, Panama uh, tied Costa Rica nil nil, and Mexico got a late winner. Um, I saw this on Twitter. I was watching the game. Henry Martin scores late winner. I'm like, is Henry Martin play? Does he play for Mexico or does he play for Jamaica? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often in in the hats where you're like, 
who does that guy play for? And it was like, yep. and I guessed wrong. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> He's Mexican. Shoot. And so I would have felt a lot better about this um, draw if Mexico had also drawn. Um, <laughs> yes. I, did, I did see, um, I don't remember who tweeted. It might have been Bruce McGuire um, at Dunord on Twitter. Last three um, hatch openers. Um, or including this one. So nil-nil draw against El Salvador. And then the last two were losses. So in the build-up to the 2018 World Cup and also to the 2014 World Cup, um, the U.S. lost their first game. So don't don't hit the panic button just yet. <laughs> Let's calm down. The game against Canada, uh, I think on Sunday, is at home. It's a lot more important to win those names at home and tie in the road. If you can pull up an upset on the road and did, did a win, great. But got to win at home for sure. So this game played in Nashville. Um, I think Tanner just touched down as we're recording this podcast. So, yeah. Should be on FS1, I believe. So, yeah, we'll have the recap of that game next week. Some other notable World Cup qualifiers from around the world. Well, Europe. Um, yep. Sweden, 2. Spain, 1. Talked about this. Alexander uh, Isaac, or Isaac as I call him, mm-hmm. with one of the goals. And then just a great upset for Sweden. Yeah, especially considering that Spain came out and scored first in the fourth minute from Carlos Soler. But as you mentioned, Alexander Isak tied it up the next minute in the fifth minute, proving that Sweden is not going down with the fight. I'm glad they got this upset. Uh, I, I'm glad anytime Spain is denied things like they were in Euro. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I, I believe both Sweden's men's team and especially their women's team have, have risen in the past decade, and it's it's fun to watch. Um, England also beat Hungary forward and nil. Um, this game, this result wasn't really unexpected, but what was, well, neither was what happened in the stadium. The Pushtas Arena, um, players like Raheem Sterling and Jim Bellingham were greeted with uh, monkey chants and racial abuse from um, Hungarian fans. Um, there were, after Raheem scored the, the opener, um, well, at, whenever English players scored, um, drinks and projectiles were thrown onto the pitch. At one point, there was a flare thrown on the pitch. I think it was after the game was over or at halftime. There's a flare thrown on the pitch. Um, there's a video of fans doing monkey chants at Raheem Sterling after he gets taken down in the box and wants a penalty, which sh- should have been a penalty. So I don't know why they were so mad about it, but apparently they were. Um, Okay. So, these fans have done this before. They have them on camera. They have individuals on camera doing this. And I don't trust the Hungarian FA to do anything. After the game, the Hungarian players came over and applauded their fans, which is despicable in its own right. They didn't fucking deserve that. They're racist assholes the entire game. They booed that when England knelt before the game kicked off. They threw projectiles. They made monkey chants at Raheem Sterling and Jude Bellingham. And they've they have a history of this. In in the uh, in the in the UEFA in the Euros, they got a sanction from 
UEFA for doing uh, homophobic chants and uh, homophobic like imagery. You, you might be wondering, well, wasn't there a two-day ban? Yeah, for UEFA competitions. This is technically a FIFA competition, so that penalty didn't really matter to FIFA, which is ridiculous in its own right. Um, FIFA should uphold the same same penalties that other that other um, governing bodies give to teams. Otherwise, those governing bodies that give those um, those uh, penalties, do they really have any power? If in the biggest competition, local qualifiers, there's no penalty. And until there is a serious penalty, and I'm talking sanctions, I'm talking fining heavily the Hungarian FA, banning fans personally, or just not even fans. Like, oh, you've you done this too many times. No fans for this for these qualifiers whatsoever. At all. Like, none. So, ticket sales, gone. Fans don't get to watch their, uh, don't get to watch their team play. Even the ones who didn't do anything, no. They they ruined, they ruined it for everybody. And it's this one group in the Hungarian fan section. They all wear black shirts. Huh? Wonder where they got that, Im- that imagery from. And they chant homophobic slurs and racist chants, and they do this at every fucking game. You know who they are. Find them. Ban them. Or just have no fans. That's and find the FA because they've done nothing to to stop this. Yeah, I think yeah, the FA needs to stand up. I think honestly, FIFA needs to take it harder than just hurting the fans and the wallets. Uh, you know, of the of the team mm-hmm. owners and stadium owners. I think they need it needs to be consequences of. Guess what? You don't get to participate in the World Cup. Oh, that seems too harsh. Well, then maybe you need to reconsider your actions, right? It needs to be so harsh mm-hmm. that it makes it makes the ultras pause. Yeah. And that's uh, Peter Gillespie, who is you know the keeper for for Hungary. We've talked about how he has stood up for LGBT rights on on this podcast. He is not he. It sucks that he is put in a position, and the players in England are put in a position where they have to be like, we oppose this. We want to stop this, and the only way they can stop it, the only card they get, they can play is either not come back out on the pitch, which affects their chances to play, you know, mm-hmm. in the World Cup, the biggest competition. So obviously, it's not, it's a really a non-choice. That 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 choice needs to be taken from, like, pulled away from the players, and that the authority needs to be vested in FIFA or the local FA and say, we're not going to tolerate it. And we've talked about this before, and it hasn't changed yeah, at all. Yeah, it really hasn't. And it won't until yeah. there's serious consequences, like you just mentioned. It's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you qualified for Hungary? Oh, for Hungary. Qualified for the Euros? No, you didn't. Yep. Try it in next time, in four years. Exactly. Um, let's move on to some actual games that happened in England. Um, start off with a team we both support, kind of. Um we know them. We actually know them. <laughs> yeah. uh, based in Stoke Town, the little league team we interviewed back in January. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> played two league games in three days. They played Saturday and then played again on Monday. Um, two wins in those two games. Uh, based in Stoke 2, Hanwell Town 1 on Saturday. And then Thatcham Town 2, 
Basin Stoke three on Monday. Uh, Basin Stoke is currently top of the table with three wins in three games. Um, for whatever division they're in, I, it's it's low. <laughs> yes. It's like seventh or eighth. Yes. Um, now back to the teams that we sometimes grudgingly support. And Sasha, <laughs> Arsenal lost five nil to City. Uh, red card for Granit Xhaka. And I don't, we don't want to talk about the game. I just want to hit you with this one stat. Um, the worst yeah. start ever, the worst ever start in Premier League history after four games is Swindon Town, who had zero points and a 12 goal, negative 12 goal differential. Arsenal play Norwich next. Both are on zero points and both have the same goal differential of negative nine. What's going to happen? <laughs> Arsenal can score goals. They proved it in their win in the Carabao Cup. You know, they got five goals in that game. And then they went and gave up five in uh, EPL. I'm going to say, despite all evidence pointing to the contrary, that they will have a multi-goal win against Norwich. And that's that's not based on any evidence. Because like, I, I haven't been following the team closely. That's based purely on a fan who has some heart. Red card in my game two, um, Liverpool won, Chelsea won. Uh, Liverpool decided to do the Minnesota United thing and not score up a man. So that was fun. But Reese James blocked a ball on the line with his arm. Can't do that. So he just sent off in a penalty. Um, yeah. The Olsen Derby, my wife is a Chelsea fan, ended with a draw. So, Probably, probably, is that probably a, the best result for the household. Yeah, amicable yeah, result. Amicable result. <laughs> um, I did see on Twitter that Arsenal beat Brentford in like a closed door, closed door friendly, four four nil. And I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so on Brentford to be like, wink. That that that's yeah. still from uh, Wanda and Vision or Wanda Vision. There's Catherine Hahn. Beat us four nothing. Wink. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the transfer window closed um, a couple of days ago. Now we're gonna throw some some go through some notable transfers. Talk about a few more in depth. Um, yeah. We have I have uh, the value only for this first one, which is Antoine Griezmann uh, transfer from Barcelona back to Atletico Madrid for only forty million. Reason it's so low is that Barcelona owed still owed Art Letterto for Griezmann going from Letterto to Barcelona. So they're just like, ah, we'll just pay us this. We'll just pay this much and we'll call it even. Because Barcelona's so cash strapped right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal signed Takahiro Tomiyasu, a Japanese defender from Bologna. A Japanese international. He's you know he was at the at the Olympics and at the World Cup. So. Any defense is, is welcome right now. Uh, and he's a young defender. You know, he's like 22. He's 22. Yeah. He's six foot two. I'm pretty tall and play the center back or right back. So I, I just put defender in there. Um, he's pretty <laughs> done a full manager. That's all I really know about him. <laughs> if you start with Bologna, unless you're full manager, keep him. Try to keep him. He's really good. Um, Matthew Hoppy transferred to uh, Mallorca, who are in La Liga, and partly owned by Stu Holden. So Seuls and Dits, a U.S. men's national team starter on there. Maybe that's why he's not wasn't called up. Um, time to transfer to his new club, and uh, 
integrate with the club there and um, get to get to know the lay of the land a little bit. So hopefully you can pull up some more, score some more goals than Josh Sargent does or has so far yeah. for Norwich in the Premier League. Um, Elias Moriba transferred from Barcelona to Leipzig. I honestly think this is huge for Leipzig. Uh, Mariba is one of the best talents coming out of La Masia in a long time in center midfield. Um, and Leipzig down, down for a penance because Barcelona doesn't know how to handle their young players whatsoever. Um, Marcel Sabitzer transferred from Leipzig to Bayern Munich. Um, we talked about this before, but Bayern Munich's transfer transfer strategy is looking, out the, looking around the Germany and be like, oh, that player is good. We'll have him. Yeah. If you're good enough to beat uh, Bayern Munich, you will play at Bayern <laughs> Munich. And the the only exception to that in the past 24 months has been if if Liverpool can get to you first and pull you away from our RB Leipzig. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it's straight to the top. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because Bayern Munich signed Julian Nagelsmann, who was Leipzig's coach. They got uh, yep. Dio Montano, who was their center, one of their center backs. And then they got Marcel Sabitzer, who can really play anywhere from like midfield to like wing. So, yep. <laughs> just buy the whole team, I guess. <laughs> uh, Saul loaned to Chelsea from Atletico Madrid with the option to buy a midfielder uh, can play in midfield and six. And Sasha, how big is Chelsea's team, and when are they going to stop buying every single player? <laughs> uh, oh my god, I don't know. Uh, they got to start. Letting go of some of these players, I don't know. Well, well I'll see. Like, because I'm like, okay, midfield for Chelsea. Yeah, you, you know, Jorginho, uh, you got um, Kovacic, you got Conte, three pretty you know, Mason yeah. Mount. Also play midfield. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we'll add Saul, one of the best midfielders in Spain. <laughs> Attackers, they got Pulisic, they got. Uh, Ziyech, who also play midfield, they, they got yep. Lukaku. Lukaku. Well, well, oh, yeah, yeah. They, well, they have Werner and they have uh, <laughs> yeah. They had Tammy, Tammy Abraham, Abraham, who went to Roma. Then yeah. they had Havertz. It's like, oh, they're signing Lukaku now. Just flipped the table. <laughs> yeah. Why? They don't. They don't need him. So, mm. they, they did sell Tammy Abraham to to Roma, who is playing okay. extremely well, honestly, like really well. But they are coached by Jose Mourinho, so it will go sour soon. <laughs> Maybe Italy is his lead. Who knows? But Abraham's playing really he, well. I could see, I could see it happening there for them. I could see a, like a a Balotelli type esque thing happening in Italy for Tammy Abraham, and he's getting coached by Jose. Oh, I love it, and it's just it seems fated to happen. He'll score like thirty goals, the win the lead, and next year Jose be like, "I don't like you anymore." <laughs> Why? Why? No. <laughs> Uh, uh, the biggest one, or by name, I guess, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo goes to Manchester United. Turns out Wayne Rooney was right. We were wrong in thinking he was on the city, mm-hmm. although it would have been really funny. Although it still was pretty funny that Manchester United, who, again, have Edison Cavani, Marcus Rashford, Mason yeah. Greenwood, uh, Anthony Martial, J- uh, Jesse Lingard, Jaden Sancho. Do we need all the, around this? fast attackers <laughs> a plow for them to carry behind them in Cristiano Ronaldo um, like we mentioned 
uh, Jonathan Wilson uh, from The Guardian, also one of the smartest uh, soccer writers, I think, working today. Um, if you want, if you have a fast attacking team, you don't need to add a 37-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo who won't track back no. and who is slow. But luckily for him, he got his number seven back, so whatever. I, I made up my own list, and this isn't nearly everyone. Of all the big name players got signed since Ronaldo left the first time in 2009. They signed Chicharito in 2010, Robin Van Persie in 2012, uh, Paul Pogba left for Juventus <laughs> on free right. transfer in 2012, right? They signed Mata and Fellaini in 2013. They signed Angela Di Maria in 2014, and he left in 2015. They signed a very young Memphis Depay from uh, PSV Eindhoven, mm-hmm. uh, and then Bastian Schweinsteiger in 2015. Then they brought Paul, Bagbo, Paul Pogba back in 2016. Uh, then they had Alexis Sanchez and Lukaku in 2017. And then Slatan was also there during that period. Manchester, I swear, is just like nostalgia money, right? They're like Hollywood. They're like, how can we make money? They're like, give the fans nostalgia for players who were good 10 years ago. Well, their owners are American. Uh, Ed Woodward, the Woodwards. Um, I think Ed Woodward is the one who kind of yeah. controls them. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't really care about results unless they make, as long as they're making money. They're one of the big proponents of the whole Super League fiasco last year. Last year, that was this year. Oh <laughs> yeah. my God, what is happening? Um, last season, maybe we'll do that. Um, <laughs> and I think this move, while it'll work out, I think this year he'll score a few goals. I still don't think they'll win the league. I think Man City will. Yeah. Um, but. It, 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 you it, have it's just, the, it's just the fans yeah. back on their side. Oh, Ronaldo's yeah. back. Pay no attention to the men behind the curtain who don't give a shit about this team whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um, they think oh, they should win silverware. I'm sorry to go on this tangent, but they should oh, win silver with Jaden Sancho. Marco Rashford is injured right now, but a good Marcus Rashford, Bruno Fernandez, those three players are. It's fun for Gilbo that they they lost in the Europa League last year, and that's that's on De, that's on De Gea hundred percent. Yeah, 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 this is you only missed the penalty. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Um, they should. I hope. I hope they don't. I don't think they would. They they will. But no, no. Um, Chris, uh, PSG to not an offer of near two hundred million for uh, Kylian Mbappe from Real Madrid. Um. All signs point to Kylian Mbappe leaving on a free this summer. Hope he goes to Liverpool. He won't. We'll go to Real no. Madrid. But no. they missed out on $200 million or euros, whatever it was. And they can because they're rich. So, yeah. oh well. And that's the that's them putting a price tag on it so that nobody else can snipe him away. That's pretty much what they're saying to the rest of the world. They're like, this is what we value him at. And none of you can afford him. So when he goes to free transfer, he's coming to but, us. But can Real Madrid afford him? Wasn't Real Madrid's <laughs> president just like this spring being like, oh man, if we keep playing like or doing like, stuff like this, soccer like this, we're going to go bankrupt in two years. Hey, that French player, $200 million. Where did that come from? <laughs> Fiorentina Perez, come on. <laughs> but, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You're on the no, right role. Like the, the, the money's who knows where the money comes from, right? Like they're just wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the most important transfer of the window, I think, for the Premier League and Arsenal, Topenheath, 
going to Arsenal, and she she should start right away. Only question is who comes on for her late. If she if she has to come off, is it you know Lacazette? Is it Aubameyang? Is it Saka? Who knows, right? But she should start right away. No, um, honestly, a great move for Arsenal, and I think Arsenal fans around here might want to buy some Heath jerseys, but also like. Don't want to be supporting Adrian Heath or mistaken for that. It's it's gonna be a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, all I have to say about this movie is that if it reinforces the fact that if you want to have a watch a good Arsenal game, watch the women's <laughs> team. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think with that, we'll bring this episode to a close. That is an app. Sasha, tell the people where you can, they can find you on the socials. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Alexander Sourceloth. You can find the podcast at TWO United Fans on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Real Caleb FC. You can find us or me on Instagram at Caleb Wilson seven one six. Um, I swear, patrons, if you listen to this, we'll get questions. It's just been super busy for us, and we're really sorry. Um. Yeah. Yeah, three dollars a month gets you access to our Slack channel. Twenty dollars a month gets you gets you a shout out at the end of each episode. So shout out to Eric Wilson, our lead commissioner. Um, then that's only twenty dollars a month, and then three dollars a month for that access to the Slack channel. That's less than a cup of coffee for an entire month. So come on, those the ball in here. Um, patreoncom slash fans. Shout out to the Tectonics. Use of their song Lustless, Lustless as our theme music. Find them on SoundCloud. Sound, SoundCloud? <laughs> SoundCloud. YouTube and Facebook. I'm not doing any shows lately because I think, you know, pandemic stuff. Um, but with that, we'll see you all next week. Shout out to Suni Lee, St. Paul legend, Minnesota legend, gold medalist. And shout out to. MF, the, the mad villain, MF2, rest in peace.